0: Welcome back to the EM Stud Podcast. This episode is going to be about how to become a competitive applicant for a U.S. emergency medicine residency program as you wrap up your third year of medical school and transition into your fourth. Believe it or not, the process for getting into residency truly begins now, and there are several key things I think you can do to set yourself up for a successful application and interview season, a successful match, and a successful fourth year overall. But first, just a few words for all the present M4s out there. Congratulations on making it through not only a long and exhausting interview season, but also for getting your rank list together and turned in. You all have been out there for months, traveling all over the country in the freezing cold, the rain, the snow, shaking hands, smiling until your face is numb, and promoting your best qualities to all of the great EM residency programs out there. And now it is time to relax for a bit. It's only a few short weeks away until match day, and the only thing left to do now is, well, wait. So for those of you full of nervous anticipation, really try to take some time to relax. Go read a book, hang out with friends and family, and maybe even go outside if you remember how to get there. In any case, just rest assured that the hard part of M4 year, and really medical school, is behind you. And your future, wherever that may be, is going to be pretty exciting. So now back to all you M3s. This is a time of year when we really start the whole process all over again. First, I should mention that these are truly my own opinions and advice, and I highly, highly encourage you to go talk to your own advisor about this process also. He or she will be able to give you individualized insight into your competitiveness, what you should be doing, and how you should approach this application season. You should also be talking to your medical school and or dean's office to make sure you are on the same page with their timeline and graduation requirements every student every school is unique and the best advising you can get is probably from someone who is familiar with both the EM residency application process and your specific achievements and medical school performance second Every EM residency program is just a little bit different, though overall any program will train you to be a competent emergency physician. In fact, all accredited programs must meet the same requirements set forth by the ACGME, which stands for the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education, including measures to evaluate whether you're learning the things you need to be learning in order to be a successful emergency physician. But because every program has a different set of faculty with different interests and expertise, different fellowship offerings, different practice settings, and so forth, each program may have a different type of applicant in mind when they think of who will fit in best. For example, some programs may consider research or publication experience to be important. Others may highly regard specific prior work experiences related to EM, or other personal accomplishments that demonstrate passion and commitment. For now, knowing the ins and outs of every EM residency program across the country isn't that important, but just know that it's hard to describe a perfect candidate for EM. You could easily be a highly competitive applicant for one program, even if you're not so competitive at another. What is important, though, is that you start researching programs, and think of where you want to end up for residency. For some of you, I'm sure you have a very specific place or region in mind. For others, maybe you're more flexible and open to a wider range of possibilities. Either way, a great deal of information can be found by visiting each program's website to learn who they are, what the program is like, and in many cases, what specifically you need to do to apply. And that last one is critical. In addition to looking for different qualities in applicants, Programs may also have different application requirements. For example, some require both Step 1 and Step 2 scores. Some require that at least two of your letters of recommendation be written by an emergency physician. Considering where you think you'll apply and what the requirements are at these programs is something to start looking into now so that you can plan accordingly. Another thing that is fairly unique about emergency medicine is that students applying to EM routinely do two EM rotations, typically one at their home institution, and one away. While it isn't technically required that you do an away rotation, I would encourage you to do one. First, doing an away rotation is educationally beneficial. If your home institution's EM rotation is at a large, busy, urban trauma center like ours is, you will learn a lot if you do another rotation in perhaps a smaller, suburban, or community-based setting. Second, if you have a specific program in mind for residency that is not the same as your home institution, spending a month there on an EM rotation allows you more time to check the place out, get to know the residents, and just get a general feel for what it would be like to work there. At the same time, it also gives a program four weeks to get to know you and for you to leave a positive impression. Third, Doing an EM rotation outside of your institution allows for another group of emergency physicians to assess your performance perhaps more objectively than your home base, who may be biased in their interest, in seeing you match successfully. So again, I recommend doing two EM rotations, one at home and one away, and if you don't have an EM residency program at home, then do two away if you can. You should be looking to do these rotations at centers with EM residency programs. There you'll have faculty used to working with residents and students, which will be to your benefit since you'll also want to get a letter of recommendation from someone while you're there. So while you're browsing the various EM residency programs out there, you also need to start looking at EM rotations or clerkships available to fourth-year medical students. Setting up away rotations can be tricky, so the sooner you get on it, the better. Many schools participate in the Visiting Student Application Service, or VSAS, and also have pages online explaining prerequisites to do a rotation as a visiting student. By the way, the Society for Academic Emergency Medicine has a directory of both residency programs and clerkships on their website, which I'll include a link to in the show notes. Alright, now let's talk a bit about how to make yourself stand out this year and be competitive come application and interview season. To start, let's look at what program directors are looking for. Historically, emergency medicine has been a clinically-oriented specialty. And so it's no surprise that in past surveys of program directors, the most important part of an application has been the performance on the EM rotation. Again, there are differences between programs, and not all are looking for the same things necessarily, but in general the EM rotation grade is considered important because it's meant to reflect your ability to perform in our environment, to show that you have what it takes to be an emergency physician, to demonstrate that you are capable of being a useful, productive part of our team, and that you can provide quality care to our type of patients as assessed by emergency physicians. So in case you were wondering if you're competitive enough for emergency medicine, realize that a big part of that calculation can't be made just yet. That's not to say that you should simply coast until it's time to do your EM rotation, however, because another major part of your application, per surveys of program directors, is your clinical grades from the third year. PDs and residency selection committees want to see that you're not just book smart, but that you can also actually take care of patients, particularly on more difficult rotations like internal medicine or surgery. So, if you are achieving honors or A pluses in your clinical rotations this year, then you are off to a great start. Even if you're not getting all As, that's okay, don't count yourself out by any means, but see if you can figure out what's holding you back and try to step up your game a bit. A student who starts the year with mediocre grades but is able to steadily improve their performance by identifying a problem and fixing it is a successful student in my book. Also crucial to the application are the letters of recommendation from emergency physicians. It is now commonplace for a clerkship director or assistant or associate program director to write a letter of recommendation for you reflecting your performance on the EM rotation in the form of a standardized letter of evaluation or SLOW. This is not something that is filled out in addition to a letter of recommendation. Rather, it is an accepted format for a letter that is designed to be more objective in evaluating you in comparison to your peers. There really shouldn't be anything different you need to do other than perhaps inquire if your letter will be in the form of a SLOW since some programs specifically ask for this in the application. Just realize that these often include comments from several faculty members all in one letter. So ideally you'll receive a slow from both of your EM rotations and if you need a third letter from an emergency physician, asking someone with whom you've worked closely, say on a project outside of the rotation, may work out for the best. Less consistently important elements of applications, according to these surveys, include things like step 1 scores, how you did in your M1 and M2 year, what types of extracurricular activities you've been involved with, and at the end, the personal statement as a side note i should also mention that interviews are regarded as being highly important in ranking candidates but more on that in other episodes and it's too soon to start worrying about that just yet okay so all of that said if you've listened to previous episodes then you've heard me talk about how emergency medicine is becoming increasingly competitive and how the number of applications seems to be rising disproportionate to the number of actual applicants. This means that the competition for interviews is increasing. Additionally, over the last six years, only eight and a half positions per year on average have gone unmatched, which means that scrambling or soaping for a spot isn't a reasonable backup strategy. So in order to put yourself in the best position to match into EM, going on interviews and having enough programs on your rank list is still key. The name of the game from now through interview season is to get you in the door for interviews. So you still need to knock your EM rotations out of the park, demonstrate solid, consistent performance on third-year rotations, and have letters of recommendations or slows from EM faculty that support your performance and rate you favorably against your peers. But in this increasingly competitive environment, I would suggest that you also need to demonstrate a balance between what I think are the three critical elements of a strong applicant academic performance, clinical performance, and personal qualities. Your academic performance includes things like your transcript from M1 and M2 year and whether you're AOA, neither of which is really inside your span of control at this point, but it also includes your USMLE scores. In 2014, the average Step 1 score of US seniors who matched into emergency medicine, according to the NRMP, was 230. The average Step 2 score was 243. Whatever your score on step one, it is a good idea to work on getting a higher score on step two. This may even be more important for those of you who have a below average step one score. Also think of any awards or achievements you may have received and make sure to highlight them on your CV. Any publications, presentations, or even attendance at regional or national conferences can show your commitment to learning. Your clinical performance Consists some of what I've already talked about, such as your EM rotation and third year clerkship grades, but also includes comments from residents and faculty on these rotations. It's important that you seek out feedback on a regular basis and ask what you can be doing better. A great thing to do at the start of an EM rotation is to ask specifically how you will be graded and what it will take to get an honors or an A-plus on the rotation. Doing this and demonstrating that you can follow through will not only help you get a good grade, but will also help you learn what it takes to be a good physician. Because doing well on the EM rotation is so important, it's probably best to address that separately in its own episode, but for those of you too eager to wait, I'd recommend reading the Clerkship Directors in Emergency Medicine Medical Student Manual, which I'll also include a link to in the show notes. Finally, personal qualities include characteristics specific to you that demonstrate you're a good fit for EM. Things like, are you self-motivated to learn and read up on cases for your own benefit even when you're not simply studying for a test? Do you have the self-confidence to make decisions and take on increasing responsibilities while remaining humble and receptive to feedback? Can you be a strong patient advocate while still working collegially with consultants and other hospital staff? And are you the sort of person, when presented with a challenge, that complains and redirects or instead finds a solution and carries it through. Some of these qualities are things that programs will gain insight into through comments in your letters of recommendation, feedback from faculty observing your attitudes in the emergency department, and in your response to questions on interviews. But you also have a chance to show off who you are in your CV, your personal statement, and in your interests outside of medicine. If you are passionate about something, or were heavily involved in an extracurricular activity, Highlight this in your application. Use your personal statement to tell us who you are, why you're a good fit, and what makes you stand out from the crowd. Let us know that you're enthusiastic about EM, have done your homework, and understand what it's all about. Okay, I know that's a lot to think about, so let me summarize things you should be doing or planning starting now. First, I highly recommend you find an advisor someone in emergency medicine who is familiar with the application process and go over your personal strengths and weaknesses and lay out a plan of attack. Next, start looking online at residency programs. In particular, take a look at what they require in your application, like for example number of letters of recommendation or slows from emergency physicians and whether or not you need to have Step 2 completed, and also start looking into potential options for an away rotation. You may want to rotate at a specific program you are interested in, or if you have no preference, try to rotate somewhere with a different practice environment than your home institution. Either way, locations with EM residency programs and faculty accustomed to resident and medical student education are beneficial. Find out what's required of visiting students from the school and apply sooner rather than later as spots can fill up quickly. Next, make sure you are aware of your school's graduation requirements and timeline for the fourth year, but in general, plan on taking both a home and an away rotation in emergency medicine early enough on in the year so that the grades and letters of recommendation will be available in time for interview offers. You may also want to plan on taking Step 2 earlier in the year, especially if you did not do so well on Step 1, as a way to show improvement and support your academic strength. Next, you may want to consider getting a letter of recommendation from a non-EM attending in your third year, hopefully before they forget who you are, to have on hold in case you need another letter, in addition to the minimum required letters you will get from your EM rotations. Finally, past surveys of program directors suggest that grades on EM rotations, grades on other clinical rotations, and letters of recommendation from emergency physicians are all important in choosing candidates for residency. Preclinical grades, extracurricular activities, personal statements, not so much. But considering the increasing competition for interview spots, I believe that building a strong application requires that you show you are well-rounded in all three elements, including your academic performance, your clinical performance, and your personal qualities. Highlight what you've done academically and work to improve your USMLE scores. Actively seek out feedback on your rotations to ensure you're doing what you can to get those honors or A-pluses. Make sure your positive personal characteristics are represented in your application, CV, and personal statement. So, I hope this at least gives you some frame of reference for making yourself competitive this application season. As always, comments and feedback are welcome on our website at www.emstud.com, where I'll also post the show notes with links to other helpful resources. If you're a fan of this podcast, tell your friends and fellow students to check us out on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and Tumblr. This is Dr. Nate saying, think the application process is clear as mud? Stick with us to learn how to be an EM stud.